going on? I just pressed the, we're live now. So I'll immediately turn it over to you guys because this week I'm kind of not really paying attention to everything going on. Obviously, yesterday was a massive day. I was randomly checking my phone while out on the golf course. It was great to see Penn and DraftKings just explode because those are two names we're constantly talking about on here. And Mike, I know we've been playing stocks a lot. Dad, you have too. USFD also broke above 21 and closed above 21, which was awesome to see. And as a whole, I'm, I don't know. I'll, I'll hand it over to you guys because I, I wasn't paying attention. Take us through what went down yesterday. Go ahead, Mike. I mean, what went down was positive vaccine news momentum like we've seen. And now, I, you know, I think it was a great day to take some profits off the table it's obvious where we're heading now is the way Trump is looking at the chance of him being back in office is ramming China down everyone's throats, which is the best campaign strategy he can have because that's one avenue that everybody is going to be on the same page with. So I think we're in for some turmoil here back to the China trade issues. What happened with Hong Kong, the sanctions that were just in place, didn't really get picked up yesterday in the market with the positive vaccine news. I expect us to have a bit of a sell-off today where, you know, things are not at all in good shape with China. They're supposedly not going to do anything to manipulate their currency because they're trying to be a good world leader actor, even though that's a bunch of crap, never going to happen. But I think where we're at is yesterday went, you know, Gaming was up a ton off this positive news. I think it, 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 you know, I wanted to sell a little pen. I didn't because I think that thing has more room to run, but that was off the Moderna news. And I, I don't think there was enough really baked in yesterday in the afternoon off this Hong Kong situation. Yeah, I still think that uh, the vaccine is front and center as far as what people are thinking about. I think if you poll the U.S., nobody gives one iota about China other than, uh, you know, it's another issue in the background. I mean, it's all about the virus right now. Um, behind the scenes, it seems Trump is a little lighter on the actual uh, penalties than what he says out loud. So I think the market will look at that more than the headlines, too. Um, you know, we're seeing a rotation out of these big, hot NASDAQ names, um, some of it going into cash and some of it trying to find places in the rest of the market that haven't really moved yet. Uh, you know, you had a big move into the airlines again yesterday. That's a one day wonder. It looks like, well, the airlines are down today. Same with the cruises. Um, the Amazons of the world look like they're going to continue lower, at least to start out today. Maybe you get a couple of days of that, and I think people are going to roll right back into those names again. But it's an opportunity for people that have not gotten any of those names on their uh, sheets to maybe start dabbling. Uh, Amazon, at one point, I think it was down almost 15% from its high yesterday. What is that? It was below it took, it took about took about two days, yeah. And uh, Apple, Microsoft, all these names are not far from 10% down from their highs. And 
I think people will start looking at those names again. Not today, unless yeah. we get a big sell-off. I think today what you have to look at is after that Twitter hack yesterday is cybersecurity companies getting momentum naturally today. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I just heard someone on, on it. It's internal employees that they have to figure out how to give the security to because that's how this happened. Somebody was paid off in Twitter to get inside these accounts. Uh, even no, that, right? Nonetheless, that's yeah. still... That goes back to having accountability for people that right. work for you. And I think, you know, I think that's easier to fix than someone hacking from the outside. They can make extra rules on the inside where it takes more than one or two people to move, change around an account. I mean, Good buying I, opportunity yeah. for Twitter when you think about it, because obviously it sold off after that happened, which yeah. we know the headline era we're in. I think it'll What's sell it right now, today and you could have a good opportunity to buy Twitter next week. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens there. Um, it's interesting. On uh, yesterday, Kramer had his monthly Action Plus uh, phone call where he does it for his members once a month. And one of the things he said on there, and I thought it was just an interesting take, was he was basically like when he's looking at growth stocks, specifically referring to the NASDAQ, that in a moment like now where it looks like it's getting exhausted, he'll look for basically like around a 5% dip, whereas value stocks, he'll look more so for an 8% dip when corrections happen. So everyone always points to that 10% number. He was basically saying, rarely do you actually get the full 10%. And when you're dealing with like a growth stock like Amazon, a lot of the times you want to start dabbling maybe when it's only down three to five off its highs because those stocks get back into gear hard. And he specifically like had a price target on Microsoft of 190 for where he would go back in hard. And he he was actually really bullish on the NASDAQ, just saying at the NASDAQ seeing rotation because people are exhausted from it, but the fundamentals are insane with the NASDAQ. And he was like, the growth that's going on within technology is real. And I know even last night, China reported good numbers on their economy aside from retail and it showed growth. And I think it was numbers that surprised everybody. And I think everyone kind of thought China was going to rally and they didn't. And I think it goes back to what we've been talking about, how you know the market once again got rejected when it tried to get above those June 8th highs. And I think it really needed to, I say needed yesterday, but it needs to get above that, in my opinion, for it to look like the market actually does want to break out. Like all I see in the last month is just back and forth choppiness. Well, yeah, it's waiting and, on the vaccine news. That's all that is. There's nothing- well, even yesterday. Well, even yesterday, I mean, looking at the market as a whole and not individual names that I know we love, it almost looked like the market was kind of weak. And I know it kind of closed pretty strong. But, you know, like when we were on the show at the, yesterday in the morning, the market looked like it was going to open up 550 points. I think it was up that at one point. And then it was it almost it was almost negative at, at one point in the day. The entire market, the NASDAQ was negative. And then it brief, it came back and it was positive, but not that positive. Like I thought it was, was more healthy than it going up like crazy. I mean, we're still a few months ago, we were in a world depression and now all of a sudden we're supposed to be back to all time highs. I don't see it. So, well, no, I, mean, I don't see it either. There, there were waves, there were waves of programs yesterday. You could just see them hit the market when your screen goes all red on the uh, bids and the offers, you know, meaning that 
you know, every bit is being hit. And that was going on all day long, just one wave after another, followed by buy programs. There was a real tug of war going on yesterday. And that's why you, you saw the market, pre-market was up over 500 points. And that seemed to be the high of the day. So the sell program seemed to win out overall. And I think all the speculators, um, you know, got hit pretty hard yesterday in a lot of names. And Kramer, I think Kramer's right on the percentages, but if it does go down more than that, then people get uh, very scared. Up until that point, they say it's a correction. After that, the emotions come into it and you don't know how far it could go. So that's why you buy a little bit on maybe the eight or 10% down. But, um, you know, think in the back of your head, this could be another 10 or 15% after that very easily. I mean, we have moved so dramatically and so quickly in some of these names. And the speculation uh, continues. There's a whole bunch of new names today. Some of them are up 30, 40%. It's, it's crazy every single day. There's a list of names like that. Yeah, I saw some guy who works high up with the Fed yesterday was quoted saying, we may be seeing significant pricing disconnects between the market and economic fundamentals, which could result in sudden and sharp repricing. Yeah, I mean, uh, without a doubt. And I then, hear that and I get more bullish. Like, I, I just don't. Well, here, you know. well, going back to what I was saying a minute ago about the market constantly opening higher and then just trending down. To me, what would be healthy is the opposite for once. Ever seems to be these like midday rallies that take over the session where all of a sudden you have this strong close where it's like people are just buying like crazy into the clothes. That happened with certain names yesterday. Obviously, Penn exploded, DraftKings exploded. Dave Buster's exploded. I know I brought them up yesterday on here. But as a whole, we keep seeing the same thing where the market explodes over and we woke up and look it's gonna be a great day. And then sellers take over and the market in this choppiness range, again, I, I keep going back to that June 8th date where it just seems like it's kind of a psychological game of whether or not we can get over those levels or every time we touch them, we just get these massive rejections. Um, yeah, I, I took a lot off the table yesterday, specifically with Penn. I had way too big of a position because I kept trying to retrade it back to the green, which I successfully did do. I, I averaged my price way down. And now I own an amount of Penn that I'm just comfortable with for the long term, basically. And yeah, I mean, today, just looking at my portfolio pre-market, it looks like it's an ugly day. I don't know if it's going to last. I mean, at some point, I'm looking for AMD to kind of turn around. It seems like it's a name that's getting a lot of love from a lot of smart people. So I don't know what's going on. Everyone seems to love AMD. Anytime everyone's loving something, I'm getting the hell out of it. That's why even Penn, I finally saw a negative article on them yesterday. I'm like, finally, someone is actually having some logic because all I keep well, hearing about how great this company and stock is long-term, I'm starting to not really see it. Honestly, I, I think it's been okay. way too much from Portnoy and Barstool. And when you look at the value of it, I'm going to be getting out of a lot of my pen position. I'll own some of it. It's not going to be one of my long anchors at all. I, I actually do not. I'm going to be selling off most. I'm glad it bounced. back. I was down a ton. Yeah. 
I almost think the day you sell your pen position is the day they release their sports betting app. Because you got to think, well, when they actually release that, the stock's going to pop huge. Right now, there's speculation. Who knows how they do on it, whether or not it actually comes out, how the tech looks. But, I mean, they're going to absolutely dominate the space once that comes out. But they I have, think already in the stock, like this whole, you know, the, the stories, everyone loves Barstool. Not at all. Not at all. To me, that. Everyone keeps talking about how great Penn is because of Barstool Sports. What's the secret here? Like, what are we not seeing yet? I mean, Penn's got just a really, really tiny market cap. To me, I don't think the majority of Wall Street even understands what's under the hood at Barstool Sports. That's what worries me. Well, yeah. what do you mean? Look at the market cap of Penn. To me, it's literally got five to ten times upside from where it's at just off of a sports betting app alone. I mean, what's the entire company valued at right now? Four bill? I don't know. I haven't, that, I haven't looked at it lately, but it uh, just seems like one of those stocks that is so much. It's gotten on the radar to the point where it's scary. That's that's only with us. I mean, he's is it? Portnoy is getting interviews just recently. Wall Street Journal, CNBC. No one knew who this guy was, and if you ask the most investors, they still don't know who he is. Um, I think Penn Gam Gaming is kind of the new exciting casino stock that people like to look at. I mean, you know, these the same old names are out there for the same reasons. This one has a new tilt and, um, you know, it may get legs for a while because of that. Um, but things have to open up. Otherwise, no matter what they do at Barstool, it's not going to be enough. So, yeah. You know, it still comes down to the vaccine. I see Kramer said yesterday he loves Beyond Meat. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I was going to mention that, that. Yeah, of course. Your name is. The whole thing's comical. You've just got a constant contradiction going on. Someone makes a downgrade, then Kramer's like, I love Beyond Meat. It's like, of course you do, because it's a great stock. <laughs> he loves Beyond Meat. Yeah, he doesn't own it in his fund. He doesn't own it, right? No, I don't pay attention to any of these people. I go off of my own views on the world. Not saying they're not distorted at times, but I'd rather go off my own analysis than any of these people. Back to AMD. I don't think it's like a stock that's getting talked about on TV a lot as much as just like behind closed doors. There's certain people that I respect opinions a lot that keep writing pieces about why it's insanely low right now on the pricing due to everything that they're doing. I mean, people are saying that their stock is going to outperform NVIDIA. I mean, I, I don't know if NVIDIA that's actually killed it. Well, no, but I'm just saying, if that actually is true, the upside for MD is absolutely incredible. I don't know if that is true or not, but you know. If that I, I think a lot of times, like just like the thing I was telling you guys about the why I loved Ericsson Technologies, you see these articles where they keep talking up certain companies, and then you have to ask yourself, who else is in this space that is not in these headlines that could be really the dark horse winner as an investor? And I think that's a common thing where you can make a lot of great money off getting through those weeds. Because I see that common trend now where they'll have these specific darlings that they keep talking about. And then they're not talking about someone else that like NVIDIA is a prime example of a company that's been crushing it. I know they've gotten a lot of love, but everyone keeps talking about AMD. Just like people talk about Nokia. Meanwhile, Ericsson's been a better investment. So- yeah, well, also the earnings are coming out in a couple of weeks. A lot, a lot of the market right now is also that 
Um, if people are not sure about these earnings, they're going to wait. And a lot of the potential buyers from an institutional point of view may not want to get in until the earnings are out there. It's a lot easier for them to justify a position when they see what's going on. And if they get in before and then something bad comes out, you know, they kind of look like they have egg on their face. So that it's kind of a weak part of the, with what's been going on and everything, but all the unknowns, I think there's a lack of real excitement about any particular name because they don't know about these earnings. And um, you saw the banks have been coming out. Goldman Sachs had unbelievable numbers, but can they have those numbers again next quarter? And that's why they sold the stock off. Stock yeah, I don't, that's why I don't own bank stocks. I guess the stock was up $10 pre-market. They, you know, were able to still hold on to a, a win for the day, but, um, you know, people just don't know about the future and that's what's scaring them right now. Yeah, I don't think that at some point in the in life you'll look back at the price a stock like JP Morgan is at right now and be like, damn, I could have loaded up on JP Morgan under a hundred and you know, you'd be it's saying the gorilla. The about Bitcoin under ten thousand. That's why I look at that as a better when I'm thinking of where to put money in that mentality, it's alternative instead of actual banks. Well, you know, that's a whole different way to look at it. But exactly, Bob. Contrarian. That yeah, but yeah, let me ask you what, what? No, I was gonna say, is there a price target on the Nasdaq that you're looking for it to drop to before you would start shopping or look at each individual stock as separate? I think you gotta look at each individual stock. There's such a mixed bag in there. I mean the the stocks that have been strong are the ones you wanna stick with and pick a level that on the chart that looks like a comfort level. Like I have a, an order in to buy Amazon around 2,700 because on the chart, it looks like, okay, that's an, a level that uh, I can get comfortable with to start a small position because if the market really craps out, I want to be able to buy more of it. Now, so what, you just there, have it, may there. it may not even get there, but that's fine. There'll be other opportunities, but that's how so you have a for that. I do. I have a good till cancel order in there. What? Gotcha. what yeah. No, I was asking if that was an order that you had, you know, not just day to day, like over the next. No, no, no. I just have it in there. Long-term order, good till cancel, because I'll forget about it otherwise. And then when it does get down there, I'm going to change my mind. So I don't want to do that. Because that's no, like where you're at. Right? No, I continue, I continue to like booking. Booking is really a fun name that i'm in that with you dad yeah booking uh had a really good day yesterday and it doesn't trade with these uh, nasdaq stocks and i think part of it is it's so european centric you know the, a lot of their business is overseas so it's a good way to play the europe um travel game right now and that you got to think when there's actually a vaccine that thing will be really soaring. Yeah. I mean, the stock is not that far from its all time highs, even without the vaccine. So that there any know how strong it is. It's off are there any, percent. What? Are there any other orders that you have out for certain tech stocks that if they drop to a certain well, price? Right now, I do not. I mean, um, I spent yesterday 
trimming a lot of positions. I totally sold my Ford position that I had. I got out of Sabre at a loss, but you know the stock had a huge day. So that, that was good. Um, I did sell a lot of Goldman Sachs on, in the pre-market yesterday, and I bought it back, and I'm now down on what I bought back because the stock is lower today. But I'm comfortable with Goldman um, and JP Morgan but they're all going to be down today. And um, uh, Apple obviously is lower. Microsoft is lower. Those are the, my twin towers in my account. And um, you could see the weakness in Apple and Microsoft all day yesterday, fighting the trend of NASDAQ being down. They just, I don't think Microsoft went up at all yesterday. Apple was up but barely, and it was just every time there was a sell program, they crushed those two names because they're so heavy in all of the indexes. See, I wish I knew more about how these sell and buy programs work. I, it's just so above my level of comprehension where I'm seeing now you got millions of people buying and selling trading stocks, and then what, there's just programs that take over that, ha uh, could you kind of shed some light on that? Does anyone really understand how that works? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's actually, it's not that difficult to understand. I mean, if someone has a, a mutual fund, they know what names are in that mutual fund if they look at it closely and that particular fund manager gets, um, you know, a lot of sell orders into its mutual fund, it forces him to sell proportionately all the names in his portfolio so he could stay ahead of you know the money coming into the funds and the money going out of the funds so well, when you say program, you're basically saying that when people sell their mutual funds the manager of the mutual funds has to then sell stock to raise that money that's so, right but when, yeah but when there's buying and selling programs going on that seems like it's way bigger than you know well, it, it, it depends how they organize it together. I'm just talking about a mutual fund. There's other buy and sell programs, right? But if you're just dealing with the mutual funds, the different uh, portfolio managers within, let's say, Fidelity, send their orders to the trading desk for uh, what they need to do for their particular fund. And the trading desk will see, all right, there's eight different portfolio managers, they all own Apple and they're all selling and the percentage of what they're selling gets added up, you know, and they also put in the buy programs because a few of the funds within a mutual fund might be a buyer. So then they put this all into a computer and it comes out with what they have to sell in each portfolio, but they put that order in together. They don't do it all separately. So it becomes a more powerful vehicle when it hits the market, right? Gotcha. So, you know, if uh, XYZ Fund, 10% of their holdings is Apple and 8% Microsoft, that will show up, you know, as a large sell order in Apple for that program, right? And uh, yeah, no. then, there's, then there's others, pension funds that um, may allocate out of, uh, bonds into um, the stock market or vice versa, and those become large buy and sell programs. So there's a lot of different places they come from.
and for lots of different reasons. But the easiest thing to understand are the mutual funds, because we all yeah. own mutual funds and they all own individual stocks in that fund. So that's Makes how it sense. works. Yeah. So I'm seeing here that U.S. initial jobless claims fell at a point three million last week. Uh, I think it's not really thing. Seeing the improvement in the U.S. labor market since April appears to be petering out on Thursday after fresh data showed the number of people making initial claims for unemployment benefits in the U.S. was almost unchanged last week at one point three mil. So that's that's the news of the day. I know each week. Uh, Thursday, the market comes out with this. I don't really know how much the market specifically cares about this. It's tough to tell. I think I the say, it's really, it's tough to tell without, you know, there, there's way more leeway until there's more clarity on that. Yeah, but I think right now the market is very concerned about when, you know, is the next stimulus program coming out of Congress because yeah. the unemployment is going to dry up and then people are not going to have money. There is definitely another check coming. Well, the unemployment markets yeah. are over in two weeks, I believe. Right. And I think the market yeah. is concerned that it may get delayed a little bit or it doesn't happen. I don't know. But until well, that's actually there, that's another you know, problem for the market. Yeah. Well, one of the bears that I follow closely that is a really sharp guy and is always pointing out technical charts, he was basically saying that you'll most likely see a massive market dip just to put pressure on the stimulus and it'll make them feel like they have to do it. And I, who knows if that's true, but he's like, you know, in election years, seasonality, you see usually a huge dip in the market at the end of July, like after OPEC week, which is what's going on now. And he's like, that's, you know, he was just lo looking at every single election year and basically shows that, on average, during election years, at the end of July, the market tends to not do well. So it'll be interesting to follow that and see what happens there. I got to say, Bob, I've always admired how disciplined you are when it comes to trimming positions on good days. It's so easy to just sit there and watch your stocks in the green, refreshing them, going up, going up. And it's just incredible. Selling it takes a level of discipline. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and selling it and the problem is from you're it. always left with positions if you play from the long side. And no matter what you trim, you're going to have a bad day <laughs> if the oh, yeah. goes down. 100%. But it feels a lot better when there's a bad day with a lot of cash on the sidelines than yeah. when you're fully invested in the market. You know that you can't buy anything. And anything you might be forced to sell at some point. So what are you guys looking at today? I'm going on a hike with the conj in a bit. I'm not looking at anything. I'm getting where, where are you going on a hike? The Empire State Building? Yeah, we're running up steps, Dad. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. No, yeah. I don't know. Conj got a car, so we're gonna head out of the city and he goes with Aaliyah to random spots all the time. I, you know, nice. he's got his spots. Go to the Delaware Water Gap. It's only an hour twenty minutes away and they have great hikes in there. Yeah. Some black bear. Be pretty cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm also not really locked in this week because I'll be golfing today, but only for the morning. I'll be back pretty early this afternoon. But still, it's, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not going to be buying anything today. I'm going to be, uh, if anything, maybe selling some pen. And, you know, dad got me in and out of uh, CARR, which was a nice quick profit for me. I got out of yesterday. 
and I might add a little more booking, but that's pretty yeah, much I think the NASDAQ really drops hard today. I don't know. I got to figure out what that price is. I would probably look at starting to come in on certain tech names. Like I know Peloton got a downgrade today, which I actually have no interest in owning Peloton. Time right for now. Planet Fitness. Yeah. You know, I walked by one last night. That anytime I'm seeing a stock I talk about, it's a great sign to jump on it. This has been happening for months. So, <laughs> yeah, I shorted some plug yesterday. I did not cover it. Um, um, actually, um, I want to see if I can short some more if it goes above nine again. Um, it, it's really persistent around that nine level. It just wants to stay there. I tried shorting Wells Fargo yesterday. I think I took out 20 cents <laughs> and then it, it actually went up. And um, that stock actually acts better than the other banks. So it must be the most oversold and everyone else thought the other banks would do well and they seem to be doing not as well. It's kind of a bizarre psychology going on there. But I think Goldman and JP Morgan on any weakness is also a good buy. That continues to be the case. Um, but I'm not gonna do much today either unless the market really craps out. I don't think it will. I wonder if people think that Buffett might double down on Wells Fargo. I think Buffett's lost a, a few steps. I'm done listening to that guy. Why does he never really like listening to him in the first place? But he's getting to that point now. It's a bit kind of reminds me of Joe Biden. He's not even saying anything. Exactly. Right There's not listening. To him, he doesn't talk. No, that's <laughs> Joe. He doesn't even know what's going on anymore. He's always been a silent. I haven't heard a quote from him in months, though. He thinks Bitcoin's made of copper. I mean, the guy is, he's kind of, you know. He's probably right. I know, I know he's been nibbling on banks. Like, I know he bought PNC Bank in May. And That's why I'm casting those banks out to the water. Not doing it. Right, well, Enjoy the good day, Dad. I'll see you this afternoon. All right, bye.